Goyard. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the CFC Talk podcast. I'm your host, Mama Salija, joined with Amart. Um, Alex couldn't make it today, but I don't know if that's because of our, our recent performances or he's too busy, but um, <laughs> welcome back, Amart. It's uh, been a long time. We haven't recorded with you. Um, looking great. And yeah, diving straight into it, firstly, what a, what a game against Senate. I mean, expected more than than just a draw in, in the performance that we had. Yeah, it, it, to be honest, the, the game, it wasn't for Kepa who could have lost. They could have lost that game by a lot of goals. Kepa helped us a lot. Your 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 favorite player helped us a lot. <laughs> you don't you don't say yeah. this much, but even after conceding three goals, Kepa probably was the best player on the pitch. Yeah, 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 he was. I think it, it wasn't for the fact that Werner scored the, the last goal for us. Maybe probably he would have taken them out of the match. Uh, uh, trophy or award because he was very very good but yeah the performance as a whole was so 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 disappointing like we started it very very well with the early goal and and then i don't know all of a sudden everything became still and then we were lucky to get away with the with the draw i thought we we're going to steal the win but yeah the zenith were the better team the whole game so they deserved the point yeah i think i think if you look at that performance as a whole, you kind of think we're lucky to to get a point from that. Um, it was very much similar to West Ham, where we started off really strong, uh, kind of got into the game knowing, okay, we, we're gonna we've come here to get three points, and we're gonna get our three points and top the group. And then it kind of all just fizzled out. And and Zenit, I think Zenit equalized before we scored. It, they scored and we equalized after it. So I think. It's it's just yeah. December curse. Let, let's just blame December curse for it. Honestly, um, <laughs> I, we've had two games in December and we've lost or, or haven't played well in at least two of those three games actually. And and we drew or we won. We got a lucky win against um, was it Watford, and then a loss against West Ham and a lucky draw against Zenit. So um, another a lot a lot of games to go for December. And if it stays this way, it's going to be kind of concerning. But Tuchel's press conference tonight, that, that was kind of um, nice to hear that he's he's looking forward to t- turning it around back again and and how everyone's still positive about their title charge and their their kind of, uh, you know, expectations from this season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to. We definitely have to, like, you know, we were we used to talk about how difficult the January run is. So, like from January, the first game that we have, we're going to play Liverpool on January second, right? So yeah. after that, the games that come in are very, very difficult. So like everything was banking on us winning as many games as possible in December before that time even comes. But uh, it's not being the it's not it's not going our way because Watford, like you said, we played against Watford. It was a very, very difficult game. A game that also looked like go any anyway to be honest because they also have a new manager and then we're playing very well started from my united and my Watford, then like all these kind of and i think the main issue is because of the injuries the injuries slow down our momentum a bit but like 
it, it makes me question whether truly we had depth in the team because it makes me question that a lot because we thought like if even if certain players are absent, me especially, I thought when certain players are absent, we could easily replace them and still keep the momentum going, but it hasn't been the case. Certain players are absent and then we can't even, even, even the replacements are absent, that's the thing. Even the replacements that can even fill the position are also absent. So it makes it makes a very, very difficult run, but I, if anybody can get us out of this, and it's too cool. So we just have to trust them and see whether he can come up with the winning formula and then we'll go forward with that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think um, in terms of, you know, us, us, honestly, I think even on the podcast, we talked about this and we said how our run in December should be a good run because we've got easy opponents. I mean, yes, we, we did have West Ham in there um as well and i think some other good teams but at the same time we were pretty much confident that you know we'll take up quite a lot of points here and, and increase the gap up top and then once once uh the afcon starts that's when we're going to kind of struggle without mendy but then at the same time we knew that liverpool are going to struggle as well um and now it's just gone all to all, all to the all to the drain and now it's down to us playing liverpool on the 2nd of jan and then man city on the 15th um and if, if we win both of those games, we then that's that's when we can top the the t- t- the table as long as we match the results until that time. Um, we're, we're getting a bit too ahead of ourselves talking about the Premier League, but uh, Zenit. I mean, uh, the the biggest outcome of that was Kepa, but then the other one was Timo Werner, two goals, assists, and seventy six percent passing accuracy. Just just what a striker wants a game like that just to build up his confidence and and get back into the team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is one of the best performances we've seen from Timo Werner in a long time. And and he's had some good performances, but they have not been that many. But this, this is a standout performance. Like, you could see that he was in his element. And, and I just feel like anytime he's on the pitch, he makes, like, other players in front of him also better because he he's able to take away the defenders. I think that's something that maybe Lukaku is lacking nowadays because... Because Lukaku is the main focus and he's our main striker and, and he's the most like he's the like uh, the biggest transfer for us in in the in the in the summer. So a lot of people have like their attention is on him. You could see in the Zenit game, any anytime he had the ball, there were three, four players around him. There were three. It wasn't the same thing with Werner. Because Werner was all over the place. He was in the middle sometimes, he was on the on the left, on the right. So it's it's very difficult to track Werner. As a defender, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't want to be a, in the shoes of any defender who is supposed to mark Werner because you'd be moving up around a lot. So you also have to have pace and also be moving around with him. But with Lukaku is pretty much simple because he can't play on the wings. He can't play. He can only play as a centre forward. So if he's there with Werner, I think sometimes it helps. And it, it, it was proven by the goal that he got because Werner was able to work it. And then he was free. To, to slot it in. It pulled defenders away from the cap when it was free to slot it in. And that was something we're seeing a lot till they had their injury. And I hope that comes back again. And yeah, Werner was very, very good. He was surprisingly good in defense at the same time good in attack as well. He was playing certain, he was winning certain uh, um, um, balls back in defense and he was doing well too in attack. And he almost, he almost saved us in the game, but it wasn't meant to be. We got the yeah. Ball. When that when that goal went in, what was it, 90, 94 minutes, ninety three minutes, and I was like, ah, oh, this this yeah, this is gonna go horribly wrong. Um, 
Yeah, Werner's performance, honestly, yeah, as you said, it, it was one of the best in a Chelsea shirt and and hopefully a lot more of these performances to come in the future. Um, and yeah, it's only sad that, that you know, his performance is, is now, you know, not being talked about enough because of the overall performance. I mean, um, Christensen expecting a new contract. I mean, this guy, the way he defended on, on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> they, they should take every every error he made on Wednesday night. They should just click take off a zero from his contract. <laughs> I mean, what was going on with him on that day? I don't know. We 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 saw glimpses of Christensen, like the Christensen we knew before twenty sixteen yeah, Barcelona that, game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We saw glimpses of it. He was he was beaten easily. He was making certain um, faulty. Um, errors. To be fair, not everything was on him. The 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 midfield also didn't help him a lot. They were giving away ball a lot, and they put pressure on the defense. But yeah, there were some chances where he could have um, easily taken it, but allowed the defenders to run. There were some shots he could have blocked. They allowed them to take shots. So I think that was that was the issue. And mid- probably probably is the uncertainty with this contract. The same thing also affecting uh, Rudiger as well. I don't think Rudiger had a good performance against West Ham. So I think it's they, they just need to solve it. Either you're staying or you're leaving, and then we know we, we you you are you have the mindset. You know that I'm playing my last season for Chelsea. I'm, I'm continuing. I'm committing myself to the team. And also saw some. I think I also saw some comments on Twitter and stuff saying saying that he he really does well against a Rudiger. Paired with the Rudiger, it does well paired with Thiago Silva, but I don't think so. I think I've seen him play alone and he has done very well. But and I think it's one of one of those off days. Oh yeah, right. No, I was just gonna, I was just gonna go against you on this one. I was, I was gonna say, I think without Rudiger or or Silva or one of them, unless one of them's in our back three, our defense just looks all over the place. And and I've seen that in in a lot of matches. And I think you kind of need that that person to make sure the back three is doing what they are. Um, Silva, you know, we've we've said this many a times, and we'll keep saying this, but the experience that he's got, uh, any any defender who starts with Silva will end up performing really well. Uh, and and then when you have something like in a combination where you're playing, I think as uh, I can't remember as he was playing right back, but uh, we had uh, Christensen and then Malang Sar, and there was there was no coordination, there was no defense there, um, you know, unable to perform the most simplest of tasks of just clearing the ball away or trying to pass it around the back. So I think I think we need to uh, we need to make sure you know Silva. I think I think we, we're going to make sure that he's staying. Um, I think that's going to happen for sure. And 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 it's 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 like we need to make sure that you know Rudiger is staying as well. Um, we can't really afford to lose Christensen and Rudiger both. Um, from from what I've heard, I think Rudiger has pretty much said no. I'm not signing a new contract. But at the same time, Christensen three months back said that he will sign a contract, but not until the transfer window opens, which Chelsea aren't very happy with because um, he wants to see other offers before he signs the contract, which which Chelsea don't yeah. want. So it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a tough situation for Tuchel to be as well because you've got players who, um, who are going to stay in the club next year who want to play week in week out and then you've got a few people who want to leave and explore their options at the same time um, as getting starts week in week out and and you know granted there are injuries in the midfield which might have caused a few confusions in the defense as well Saul um, you know send him send him back somehow just send him back to Madrid this is this is just horrific not a single yeah. pass 
Not a single pass was made properly, in my opinion. Not a single pass. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think he had a very, very bad game. And I, I think even at the, even sometimes getting to the end, I think he, he moved to the left sometimes. And he was he was he was showing a little bit of good like like glimpses of a good player at least. Because his crosses, he was he was he was crossing the ball, but for some reason, all of them, all the crosses were not going in. All the crosses were either blocked or going to uh, a Zenit defender or something. So I was getting really, really frustrated with the crosses that were, because the crosses looked like they had potential behind. They had, they, 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 it was destined to get to Lukaku, but for some reason, then it's blocked. And it's, I don't know, then it was very, very frustrating to watch him. And in the beginning, in the, in the first half, he was giving the ball away too much. Him and Barkley, I don't know, but like him and Barkley had a very, very bad game. I think they were our worst players, to be honest. Barkley and so they were giving the ball away so much. And I don't even know why they were even they were even on the pitch for that long. I thought they would change immediately after halftime, but they stayed on for some time. And, and I don't know. Yeah. But like like I agree with you. I even tweeted about that. I said that I just hope he's not there for a, se- uh, a season long long. If he needs to go, he has to go because he hasn't really added anything to our game. Like I can't really remember any performance that will be like Saul was very, very good in this game. He always has that kind of um, like like a, a, about five minutes of good performance and then the rest is just bad. And uh, like, he just has to go. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't, but I'm not sure whether he came for the season long loan or a partial half season. I think it's a season long loan, right? But it can still be cut short. So let's just cut short and bring Gilmore back and then take him away. Yeah. I think I think it's the it's the end of uh, end of his loan soon, but yeah no, Saul it's just it's just tough. Where do you play him? I mean, it, everything's just gone wrong for Chelsea since that um, injury for 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 uh, what was it called Ben Chilwell. I mean, yeah. since that injury, nothing's gone right, and uh, you know Saul's not fitting at left wing back. Callum Hudson-Odoi is not fitting there. Alonso's not fitting there. Um, and, and if I'm being honest here, Saul's not fitting anywhere in this team. Uh, yeah. and, and, and yeah, and, and because we don't even have Kante coaches right now, Jorginho, I mean, even today, uh, Tuchel said that, that if he'll be playing on, on Sunday or on Saturday, um, he'll be playing with through, through the pain, which is, which is the hip injury that he's got at the moment. Um, which is, there's, there's not much to say <laughs> pretty much like, yeah. The team, we, the team yeah. kind of reminds me of last season, don't you see? Yeah, it looks no, like I think, last season. Uh, yeah, I mean last last year. No, I mean last year as well. Um, you know, this December January time, everything just went wrong. Uh, and I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and and give you get put out even a question by saying, oh, does anyone want to call out or not? Like, come on, it's it's the second we've lost. This is our second loss of the of the season. Um. We, and yeah, I think we just we just need to regroup. Uh, and you talked about squad depth, uh, and you talked about like the fact that throughout the season we were all kind of saying, "Oh, we've got we've got so much squad depth that we've got yeah. backups of backups." Um, but you don't realize that when those backups of backups don't play every week in week out, uh, and you only see them for 20, 30 minutes a game, you kind of don't mind those. But when you have when you put responsibility on them, it suddenly just goes haywire. Um, which is what's been happening, um, you know, Barkley and 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 um, 
uh, Ruben, was it Ruben? No, Saul. Both uh, have been horrific in midfield, at least at least against Zenit. Um, and from from what I from what I heard Tuchel say today, uh, I kind of got the impression that that Tuchel's read Tuchel's more than happy to play an injured Jorginho instead of Saul. Yeah. Uh, in midfield at the moment because there, there were no questions about Saul starting or anyone um, Saul starting at left wing back or anything it was just completely about Jorginho and if he's going to start and he said yeah if he plays he's going to have to play through the pain of his hip injury um, and that's kind of the situation that we're at right now uh, it, is, it is also very very dangerous because we yeah. know Jorginho uh, uh, is also very very like sometimes when we are playing against teams that are attacking a lot he, he he tends to make certain mistakes, and if he's not fully fit, that can even be worse. So we need a fit Jorginho with a fit mentality. But we, like you said, we, if we don't have options, he, he also has he also has no choice. Yeah, there's there's not much we can do about it, can we? It's just either we either we risk it or or we just go there, get a draw, and come back, which um, I hope doesn't happen. I really do don't want to slip up this title race. Uh, got a lot riding on it, <laughs> but no, I, I think it's yeah. I mean, other than other than this Zenit game, there's pretty much nothing else to happen. Lukaku got a goal, which is nice as well. Um, yeah, both of our strikers um, linking up, you know. And if if you if you look at the highlights, uh, you look at you just look at the replay and you just see Lukaku begging for the ball because he's just on an open net and. <laughs> It's so funny because he's just looking at Werner like, please, just let me have one. <laughs> um, but no, it's nice. It's nice because because I think I, I spoke to Amart about this last time. Uh, not Amart, uh, Alex about this last time. Uh, and I said, I said, we could play two up top. We could play Werner and Lukaku up top. Both, both of them like creating spaces for each other. And both, I mean, Werner's got the pace to kind of run at defenders while Lukaku can just position himself at the right spots. So it's it's something that you know we could we could kind of um, see happen. Maybe Mason Mount throw him in there as well, put him in midfield maybe until um, until you know Kovacic or Jorginho or Kovacic or Kante's Kante's back. Yeah, and uh, the, the thing with putting Mount in midfield, he can do it, but some I, I feel like his offensive his offensive um, abilities will be will be um, left a bit. Because if it's in the midfield, you'll be rotating between the feminine and and, and um, uh, attacking at the same time. But but the way the way we we set up in the midfield with our pivot system look like sometimes most of them, like the two center mids, are mostly defending. To be honest, like if we are in fully control, like we are in control of the game, that's when we see them pushing forward, and that's where we might kind of like nerf Mason Mount a bit if he goes there, but. Playing the two, playing the two different um, attackers, Lukaku and Werner up top, we can put mouth behind him. We can put mouth behind them, and then play. But then again, then we lose uh, the option of even using Ziyech or using Pulisic, and then that is where the issue comes. But I feel like he would want to use um, both Ziyech and Pulisic in the game. He would like to use um, either one of them in the game, and if we put mouth there, it means the two of them will not be playing. So maybe that's the that's the issue too, and I don't think I really wish he goes with the two top system. I really wish the the game we played against and it like we can the the attack we played against and it we can continue. But I don't know. 
it, I think, it just means some players will suffer. I think Zenit kind of sit back. If I can, I'm just trying to recall the game, but yeah, Zenit kind of sit back with leads. It's like they like they like to press. They like to make sure the opponent makes mistakes. And you know, Bielsa Sabal that we, we we've talked about and uh, how much it's talked about throughout the Premier League. And I think for this kind of game, we could we could try a bit of bit of like two strikers um, using Werner's pace to go in behind the defenders and all. But at the same time, I feel like this might be a game where we might need some wide players. We might need Callum at Senadoy in there. We not we might need some crossers in there because when you're when when you're counter attacking, it's the wingers who's got the quite quite the pace. I mean, Lukaku's pretty fast. I won't lie; like he's probably faster than me. Um, but you know, uh, it, I, I yeah, I could see a two two up front. Maybe maybe go with the three up front again uh, and try and go get in behind the defenders. Um, haven't really heard much about Kai Havertz, honestly, in terms of injury and, and whatever. I think he should be back as well. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one as well. He's got he's got quite a lot of options in attack as as um, all the headache that he's going to get is the attack. It's it's uh, the back four. He's not got any options. Back five, <laughs> uh, no no options in the midfield. It's got to be the same midfield, and then it's, it's, you've just got the front three that you've got to think about. Yeah. Losing, losing Kovacic and then Kante and then Jorginho and then the replacement that could even come and play uh, Chaloba. So it seems like the midfield is just a bare bone skeleton just, just trying to hold on. There's no flesh, there's no muscle tissue, yeah. just trying to hold on. But we, we, we just have to, we just have to. I don't know how many games, how many games we have until the end of the year, I think two or three. I think that might be four or five actually. Four. Yeah, I think we play we play Leeds this weekend or tomorrow. Uh and then we play Everton, Wolves, Brentford, Villa, Brighton. Yeah, so about six games. Six games before we play Liverpool in January. We play Aston Villa too. Wow. Yeah. So so we we basically in the next 20 days, um, we play six games, which is just insane. And it's funny too, we are playing teams that have found like a newfound spirit in playing football because Everton has changed the tide. Wolves are also doing yeah. well. And then Aston I mean, Villa with the new manager, Gerard, doing very, very well for them. And then Brighton, we all know how Brighton, how stubborn Brighton can be. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I think I think in terms of what games we have in the next in the next 20 days or until the, uh, the new year, it's, it's not going to get easier. Uh, no game is easy now because of you know recent performances. It's like oh, if Watford was a tough game, um, who are sitting seventeenth, we're playing pretty much every team in the next uh, in the next twenty yeah. days who's above Watford. Um, and and I guess yeah, with Leeds, it's like okay, they might not have good form at the moment. I mean, they've only won one of their last five games, um, and they've pretty much drawn. I think three of their five so it's like they're, they're gonna probably come here get a draw and go home and happy um with chelsea if we can we'd, we'd like to get four points from that game <laughs> yeah man like it, it, see the thing is that the 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 scary things that liverpool and city don't look like they are going to lose any game anytime so the way they play you can see that they are in full control of the game and they don't seem like they're stopping anytime soon. But it now falls on us. We are the ones who look like anything can happen. That the game can turn at any time unless we are comfortably leading by half time, like 
2-0 or something. Even 1-0 is very, very dangerous. As a Chelsea fan, I don't think we've ever, ever been happy with 1-0 unless we are playing very, very well and stuff like that. But the 1-0 is very, very, it's very difficult to um, uh, defend that one goal lead and without conceding nowadays. So, because look, in, before the last four games, we had we had a run of consecutive games in the Premier League, uh, consecutive clean sheets in the Premier League and then in the Champions League. In the last four games, we considered eight goals. Eight goals in the last four games, which is insane. Which is very, very insane. And I don't want us to see that continue. I, I remember I was talking about us um, matching or breaking the record they said in 2004-2005. It doesn't look like we're going to do that. It doesn't look like we're going to do that at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think uh, it, yeah, the West Ham game just 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 messed it up for us. I mean, we were on track, we were on track, but um, it kind of just messed it up. I'm just looking at the Premier League fixtures, and I'm kind of thinking, where will Liverpool or City drop points? Um, and the only time I can see it is maybe right before Christmas, Liverpool playing Tottenham. You know, Antonio Conte just doing it one more time for Chelsea, um, and then I think Man City play Boxing Day with. Um, with Leicester, so that that's pretty much where we can kind of expect um, some sort of, you know, dropping of points before before these three giants play against each other in January, I guess. Um, and, and, if, and even sorry, but and even when the um, Liverpool lose their players, when they lose um, uh, Mane and Salah, they still have like a like a cool run of games. They don't have like a difficulty. I think they have Brentford, and they have. Crystal Palace, then Leicester, then Burnley before they come back. So it's 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 they are winnable games without Salah yeah. or money. That's the thing. So yeah, we just have to be on our game. I think I think Leicester's yeah. I think Leicester. It, it it's it's so close this year that you can't really predict anything because you kind of think about it and you go. West Ham have been the dark horses. They've defeated yeah. Chelsea. They've defeated Liverpool this season. Uh, and if they continue to play the, the the play the way they've done, you know they look like they will finish top four. Um, you know their performances have been very very nice. Um, at the same Man, time, beat Man City too in the Carling Cup, the Carabao Cup. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, and then but you also think about this in a way, and and you kind of think, oh, Antonio Conte, he's coming. Yeah. He's changed. Tottenham around as well. They're they're on twenty seven points. May not be title contenders, but they're at least top four contenders. Um, yeah. Which is which is yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, top three, and I Arsenal. think. Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal. They've kind of fall, they've kind of fallen off. I think um, three losses in the last five games. Is <laughs> I think it's because of the teams that they've met because the run that they had, they were not playing um, top teams. And then the last five games, they started playing top teams and they've lost all of them. So. Yeah. I mean, watch, watch, um, what is it called? Watch uh, AFTV pull up a Christmas uh, Premier League table because once they're, well, I think their their run of uh, strong games ends at Christmas. And then after that, they've got a run of run of easy games. So so you expect, expect that table to pop up anytime soon on your timeline in January or February. <laughs> Uh, and and give them the, the the Christmas Premier League winners of 2022. Um, yeah, I guess I guess Leeds uh, kind of we, we've been we've been all over the place at the moment for this podcast. But uh, Leeds in terms of lineup, not not a lot of options. Amendi in goal. Um, would you go with a back four or a back five? 
Yeah, I think I'll still go with the back five. We play in the back five. If you change the system now, and really guys also not good in the back four. So if you, if you put him in that situation, it might go catastrophic. And I mean, the fact that Lisa I'm missing a lot of players, it even makes them more dangerous. <laughs> because yeah, I know, with, with Chelsea, when it seems like everything is going to go our way, or it seems like on paper things are going to go our way, that's when we mess up. So um, it's going to be dangerous. I feel like we should still go with a strong um, back five, so back three, and then the two wing backs. Uh, so who, who am I even going to pick? Because Chaloba is out. So yeah, like maybe the same back, the same back we play against um, um, Zenit, but just put um, Thiago Silva or um, Rüdiger in there to replace Malansa. Or maybe yeah, take Silva out as well. So like take Christensen out as well. So Silva, Rüdiger, and then Aspi at the as the back three and the wing backs. Alonso, you have to give Alonso a chance again. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean in defense, I might I might just give Christensen one more go. Uh I think throughout the season he's been incredible. Uh no doubt about that. I think most Chelsea fans will agree. But yes, Zenit was one of his off performances. It was an odd performance. And I'd pair him up with Silva or Rodiger, one of those guys, and just kind of say, Look, this is your game, come back and and show us show us what you've been showing us throughout the season. And it's a perfect opportunity because you've got someone senior right next to you to help you out. Um but yeah, in terms of left wing back and right wing back, there's not much options. Reese James and Alonso. Uh, I don't want to see Sal near that team at the moment. Um, you know, bring put him back on a flight or anything. I, I, the the next thing that's that's going to Madrid, just just send him off that. Um, <laughs> honestly, um, yeah, midfield. What are, what are we saying? Midfield. I might I might yeah, Jorginho. I th- I feel like Tuchel's kind of hinted Jorginho's going to have to play, and then yeah. I'd I'd bring in Loftus Cheek as well. Okay. Because yeah, because yeah, Barkley, whew. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, my... I even put I even put Barkley in my lineup because I thought he can do well in that position. Like given this chance, he can do well, but he just he let me down so badly. So yeah, no, he's had a, he's had a few good performances this season. I can't remember was it the cup game against Villa. Uh, yeah, yeah, lost the chic as well. He played really well. So it's it's one of those times where. These players know what they want. They they know what needs to be done, but they just can't do it. <laughs> it's the December curse. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in terms of uh, front three, I'm gonna. This is yeah. This is gonna bite me back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Mason Mount, and Timo Werner. Yeah, that's that's it's a difficult one to. But I don't know. I think I'll, I think. The thing is that he would not go with the two front. We know that he would not do that. Yeah. If, if he does that, like Lukaku and Werner, sure. Then you're leaving out Mount as well because you need to make sure Mount's part of it as well. Yes, you have to make sure Mount's part of it as well. I think I'll go with a similar. Yeah, I think I'll go with the same uh, front three first. I don't know. But I, I feel like he might put Ziyech in there. He might put Ziyech in there. So I don't know who he's taking out. But he might put Ziyech in there. Maybe Hudson Odoi will have to suffer. But yeah, I think I think one of the issues too is that we played a Hudson Odoi in the Zenit game uh, at left wing back, right? And he was very, very he was also one of our worst players in the game because he wasn't doing anything right. He wasn't even beating anybody. So if we are playing him in this game, we need to play him in this position. So either he plays or or Ziyech comes in. But yeah, I'll go with the same line, the same uh, front three as well. Yeah. I think 
you've got we've got quite a lot of options, and and no doubt ZX been ZX been playing really well, uh, the last few games, and Fulisic not so much, but it's it's all about trying to get the right combination to to you know, get in behind the defenders. Uh, I think that's going to be the most important part of of playing against Leeds. Uh, in terms of the UCL draw, which we kind of skipped over, but um, who do we play now? Who do we play? We can draw against Bayern Munich. We can draw against, uh, I think, Lil Ajax, as Ajax. well as, um, I think, I think Atletico Madrid. Yeah, yeah, Atletico Madrid. I think Atletico Madrid. I think. Well, we know we know who we want. <laughs> Give us Bayern <laughs> Munich. <laughs> No, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, it's Chelsea. So we are definitely getting by Munich. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Like, yeah. I can, I we, can, I can probably, I can probably bet on that fully with half we, my, half my, 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 my money. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we, 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 we've maxed out on on our luck in the Champions League last year, so um, we need to now suffer. We must suffer. <laughs> um, but no, I think, look. It's. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do an Alex here and say and say we can beat Bayern Munich. Um, you know, I still I still haunt him with that comment. But it's like if we get Bayern, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect them to beat us the way they did the last time. I'd expect a close fight. We may lose. I'm not saying that that we're just gonna be. It's gonna be a Chelsea all over the place kind of thing. But it's gonna be a close one one goal two goal win um after both legs so my kind of prediction is if we get Bayern and we beat them we're going all the way i think we're going all the way because there's no other team to face in the competition other than liverpool maybe or, or man city psg yes they've got a great team but sorry pochettino's a tottenham guy like it's in his, it's in his dna to mess up <laughs> come on yeah it's in his dna um yeah, I think I think Lil, yeah, get gave us a bit of Lil, and then uh, give us what, what 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 can we get then after that? Maybe Ajax. give us give us yeah, give us Ajax someone easy, and then give yeah. us yeah, pretty much get us get us all the way to the final against Man City again or Liverpool, and then beat them again. Third European Champions Cup, you know, just just a bit of <laughs> yeah, and hopefully like hopefully by out. hopefully by then everybody's fit. Yeah. Because if if we if we still have this level of injuries when we play against Bayern, I don't have any, I don't have any hope that we are winning. We are winning those games. I don't. I honestly don't. Because the way we are playing nowadays, it just seems like just one goal. When they score one goal, just we just completely capitulate, and which is really 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 boring. But I think I just hope players are back. In 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 hindsight, I'm just this. It, it it sounds a bit off, but if if you follow through with it, it, it does sound great. But if in in February we play we play the Club World Cup, of course, uh, the two matches I think 9th of Feb and the twelfth of Feb or something like that. And if we do end up winning it, it's gonna boost us our, our confidence quite a lot for the rest of the month, February March. That's when the Champions League qualifiers happen. That's when the Carabao Cup and everything. I know not a lot of people care about the Carabao Cup, but it's something that that Man City have been winning every year, year in year out. Uh, and you've you've kind of stopped want to stop them, and as far as Tuchel said, I'm going for everything, is is what he said. He doesn't care whether it's the Carabao Cup or the Champions League. Um, so I guess 
it's it's just trying to get through this period and get as much of it out of it as we can before we head into February, March, April, when it gets really tough in terms of, um, you know, not having games as often, but at least having games which have more importance or or have a bigger stake in them uh, when it comes to Champions League, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, and then Premier League games where, you know, if you're only one or two points behind the uh, Premier League title. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add on? I guess we kind of covered over everything quite quite fastly because, um, yeah, just just been all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like the 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 our performances hasn't really been the best, so there's nothing really much to talk about. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just hoping the players the players start um, recovering. Kante, I don't know. I think Kovacic might be out for a very long time. Maybe yeah. Kante, Kante might Kante might come in and out. Jorginho might recover soon. Chalobat might be out for a while. So it's, it's, it's looking very bleak. But I just hope Chilwell is back soon because it seems like his injury wasn't as serious as we thought it would be. So hopefully he might come back in January or February or something. Then we can... Let's see. Let's hope. We can only hope for that because if it, if he's out for a year, if he's out for a year, then then God help us on that left side. I think we have to, we have to go in for a left I left it back in the, in the I honestly let's result to Mendy playing at left wing back at this point because <laughs> that's that's probably the only player who hasn't played there yet might as well try him out and see what you can do there yeah exactly exactly I'll, yeah. I'll bring back uh, Andrein Andrein can play there so if they bring Andrein back and he does well maybe maybe he can do it but I don't think they'll bring him back and I don't think even the team that is going to I think the team that is going to they, they don't have any interest in in signing him on a permanent um, uh, transfer. So yeah, he's, yeah. Definitely, he's definitely coming back. But let's do this. <laughs> let's let's put in an I, I don't let's put in an offer for Zappa Costa. Bring back bring him back from Atlanta. Use him for the rest of the season, sell him back. Uh, and and yeah. No um, one no one MSing back. No one MSing back. I've just now that I think about it. What our history with left wing backs have been has been just disastrous. We still have a Barbara man on our payroll, on our payroll, so we can always call him back. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did how did we manage to win the Premier League with Emerson and, and Alonso as our left left wing backs? <laughs> it, it amazes me. <laughs> Clearly goes to show. Yeah, clearly goes to show Antonio Conte can do whatever he wants with the players that he's got. Uh, <laughs> but not at Spurs. Not at Spurs. <laughs> it doesn't work that way at Spurs. Um, yeah, um, pretty much it for the podcast. Uh, keep it simple, Chelsea. Just just get the three points. No, no flashy business. Just go in, score a goal, defend your hearts out. And I could not care less if, if we have just one shot on goal compared to their 50 as long as it's the three points, I just just get it home. Just just please. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of winning the first 25, 30 minutes and then realizing, oh, this is Chelsea and it's December. And you know, <laughs> we're gonna concede another two goals because why not? Um but no I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I've not been to the stance, but I don't know whether there's there, there's something on the prompt that shows the date and then the time and everything. If there's something that shows the date, they should take the date off. And just change it to January or change it to February or something to confuse them a bit. Uh, no, I was, yeah, I was just going to add on before we end it. Zenit did score really good goals. I will not yeah. lie. Like that, that I think was the final goal that, that hit right top the, top left. The volley. Yeah, the volley. 
And people, people are blaming Kepa, and I don't think it's yeah, no, you can't. you can't, you can't, you okay. can't. I, I, I don't want to hear one of those, you know, debates from the FA Cup final when we said, oh, if it was Mendy, he would have saved it, or it was no, uh, it, it, it was a class goal. If if Kepa wasn't there, we would have probably conceded another four or five goals. I'm just saying, yeah, um, with, with some of the same, yeah. and it was a volley too, so it gives him less yeah. time to catch. So. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, pretty much it for the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure to share, like, subscribe, and and you know follow follow all of our social media pages. Um, Alex has been doing an incredible job once again. Shout out to him for for you know making sure all the graphics are ready on time and and making sure everything's um, going out for you guys. Uh, but yeah, pretty much it. And we'll we'll, we'll see you after Leeds. Uh, and I think we play after Leeds. Who do we play? I kind of kind of just forgot about that. Uh, we play Everton, which is their charity FC might kick in. They haven't won in a long time, lost to Liverpool. And then I think they lost another game as well. Um, no, they won the game. So they haven't, they've only won one into the last five. So yeah, that's going to be interesting as well. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for watching and we'll see you next time.